Before we wander on into the episode, I just want to make sure that everyone goes out there and hits up the YouTube, check out the Spotify, check out Apple, wherever you're listening or watching to this ep- uh, podcast, is to go down, like it, subscribe, hit the bell if it's YouTube, make sure you're getting those reminders. We do put these out every week, um, so make sure you do to do all that. It helps us out, and in the long run, we can make better things. So again, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. That's, That's the other badger you saw. Yeah. That's it. Huh. In the Wisconsin badger, I've seen him on TV. Yeah, I've seen him on TV too. That's the only badger I really I know about. Uh, is the Wisconsin badger? No, there is one in um, what is it? Um, Seven worlds, one planet. Because I own that one. I just watch it on repeat all the time. There's a badger in uh, the North America episode of that. We can wander our way over. You know, because this is wandering ways. What's Bigfoot possibility? Clink, clink. What's up, man? How we doing? Oh. Not much. Just got back from, literally got back from Yellowstone today. Uh, what about you? I have done nothing today. That's because I've done a lot every other day. And I think I have a lot this next week. So, but the weather's not supposed to be that nice. So don't think I'll be able to get outside much. Yeah, no, I, I kind of hit that window. Uh, I got over to Yellowstone Gardener, the Prey area, you know, Lamar Valley area this weekend, Friday, Saturday. And uh, we hit we hit a good window of like, you know, 60s on Friday, but it wasn't windy. So it was like nice. So it was warm. That when the sun, sun came out, you wanted to wear a short sleeve shirt, um, which is great because we were up on the mountain um, seeing beautiful things. Um, and then uh, on Saturday, yeah, like it was supposed to snow. It was supposed to drop down to 40s, 30s, um, but it actually got up into the 50s, like in when we were in Yellowstone Park. And it's kind of interesting because that Paradise Valley, uh, the way the wet the weather moves through there, are completely different. Like the Lamar Valley gets different weather than Paradise Valley. And oh, for sure. I mean, but that's mountains. When you have peaks that block you you know they're gonna things are gonna sit differently in each of the valleys so you're gonna get different kind of weather patterns because of winds and stuff well yeah but i just mean like with the with the winter storms they usually like usually i i would assume those mountains you know with with mountains you just gonna get more snow in that area because of the concentration of the mountains um but it's just interesting how like exactly what you're saying like yeah the just the way the valleys are formed with where this one could have a completely beautiful day and that one could be snowy and cold and not fun yeah that's why they call it mountain weather <laughs> exactly you know so, it, it uh it was fun it was good because we, we took a, uh, our italian friend marco uh into the park for the first time in his life so got to see some cool things, got to see a badger. It was really cool. We saw this coyote and it was like limping and we're like, oh shit, like it's limping, you know, it's just running along the side of the hill. And then it kind of just like dipped down, like it was going to go somewhere and froze. And looking at its face at first, we're like, is it hunting? 
But it's like, no, if it was hunting, the ears would kind of be moving and they weren't moving, they were still. And the face of the coyote looked very still and almost scared, almost like, oh shit, I need to, I need to like stay still for a moment. And sure enough, this badger comes running up behind it and like starts like staring and sniffing the air and like trying to look at it and like stalk it. But I, I mean, and I haven't looked it up. I, I don't know if badgers have good eyesight or not, but, but they spend, they tunnel a lot. They do a lot of tunnels. So I would, you know, like moles don't have eyes, you know, they're not, they're not good at that, but they, uh, I'm curious how, how the badger relates with its eyesight. If that coyote by staying still like that, you know, it really couldn't see it. Um, and that coyote doing a good job, but it was cool. Cause I've only seen two badgers. That was my second badger in the wild like that, just because they are, you know, they spend a lot of time underground. They, uh, they're, they're a unique creature, you know? Yeah, I have. I have not seen a badger in the wild. Um, you know, one, I don't live in an area where badgers are, although I've spent a lot of time in areas that badgers are, still haven't seen one. Um, so, I mean, they're kind of crazy. They're a lot more uh, ornery than you think when you think badger. They're aggressive. They'll put down a bear. They will put a bear back. Uh, they're aggressive little little freaks. Um, but it was kind of interesting because at first we thought it was like one of those marmots, you know, how like the oh. marmots run? that's what it looked like running up the hill, but then it turned and I was like watching it through my binoculars and all of a sudden I turned and I go, I saw the white and black on its face. And I was like, that's a badger, like immediately said badger, <laughs> you know, and it was just, it was, it was so cool because we were kind of headed back to the car, like, all right, we spent enough time looking at this coyote, you know, time to move on. Let's, let's go see the next thing. Let's say, you know, and then all of a sudden you see that and you're just like, that's so cool. We need, we need to, we need to watch this, especially because, you know, that badger could fight that coyote and that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Right. It would be, that would have been, although it sounds like the coyote would not have engaged if it was hurt. So well, and it was interesting because we were talking to uh, a photographer that was right there with us. And I, I don't know, I don't know how to take this, you know, because you hear things from people all the time, but she's like, this coyote's always limping. It's it's an older dog. It's been around here for some for quite some yeah. time. You you see it around here a lot. And I was like, and she's like, I come into the park about twice a week. And I was like, you know, maybe, but also it could be a different coyote that has a hurt leg. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but me neither. Not if a badger is talking it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I was a badger, that'd be the coyote I'd want to take down. Right? So That's a good I, I get why the badger is going after him. No. No, the other one I saw was up by Glacier. So that's, that's the other badger you saw. Yeah. That's it. Huh. In the Wisconsin badger. I've seen him on TV. Yeah, I've seen him on TV too. That's the only badger I really I know about. Uh, is the Wisconsin badger? No, there is one in um, what is it? Um, Seven Worlds, One Planet. Because I own that one, I just watch it on repeat all the time. There's a badger in uh, the North America episode of that. Oh, cool! You yeah. know that our our national parks is coming out soon. Coming out in a few days. It won't be exciting. It's all well as we're recording oh. it. It comes out in a few days. Yeah, I'm talking to it's you. Already been out. I know. I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to the wanderers. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. But I, speaking of shows, 
um, and nature themed. I saw a, what I'm assuming is they're trying to take nature and reality TV and putting it very much into one. Um, and what is very popular in reality TV right now, but those like romance shows, there's a new one called like Ultimatum. There was Love is Blind, The Bachelor, all of those. There's a new show coming out, and I kid you not, it's called Love in the Jungle, where they act very much like animals through on this like island. It's so weird that it's honestly great marketing because I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I made me watch the ad. <laughs> so my question to you, I guess, about this through either the little research you've done into this topic, um, is it like like people who are like they pretend they're animals, like those people that are like, I'm a cat, like no. And um <laughs> well okay, let me let me rephrase this. I don't know. Oh, it could be. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm going to try and find the ad for you so oh, you can see it. Because we'll save, we'll save that for the cool shit nature segment, huh? No, no, no. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's not that cool. So, oh, it's not. Okay. Yeah. But not yet. You don't know. You're still unsure. It could be. Yeah. Cool. I, I don't think it's going to be cool. So, that could be how you or Matt find your next lady. Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, here, I'll show you because it is it, it is actually something. It, it's kind of ridiculous, but. Okay, guys, this is, but, we're watching it up on the YouTubes here. It's going to be on Discovery Plus. And it, it, it's very much just like those classic, like, I don't know, find love shows. But it looks like they have to be an animal in like the challenges. Well, one thing is they can't talk. What? Yeah, there's no talking the whole time. And so then, like, this is the part where I was like, well, are they acting like animals or like each of these animals or like, what's the deal? Unleash their primal extincts, mating ritual, what? With the duck? Yeah, see what I mean, though? Like, no dance. I'm, I, I, you know, you let me know how it goes. I, I mean, I don't have Discovery Plus, so I'm not going to watch this. <laughs> yeah, nor am I. This is, it's, 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 yeah, it's another stupid reality dating show is what it looks like. Oh, for sure. That's what it is. But like, I find, I don't know. It's, I saw that and I was just like, what the fuck is this? And honestly, that's what probably makes it kind of brilliant is the fact that I'm like, what the fuck is this? And, you know, I'm taught one, I'm talking about it. And two, I've spent at least two minutes of my life watching that ad. And you wasted two of mine because we got important shit to talk about today, folks. <laughs> this is this is a first timer episode. We're starting something new. This thing should last. It'll go into the years ahead um, because there's a lot of national parks and not a lot of weeks in a year. No, I'm just kidding. But we're going to do the ABCs of the national parks, which is going to be your 101 guide to the national parks. We're going to help you out with these parks. We're going to lay down the rules. We're going to talk about things like when parks are open, because some of them are like, we're closed. You can't take going to sun certain times of the year. You can't go up Chittenden Road, or you can't do these crazy 
uh, trees because they're blocked off at certain times because of the floods. Who knows? You know, we'll tell you because we know we're going to do it. We're going to start with A. I, you know, I talked to Mark before the show and I was like, so like, what park do you want to do first? He's like, it's the ABCs. We have to start with A and end with Z. So, you know, we're, where, where's the first one? Where's the first park? What starts with A? Acadia. Yes. Oh, good. So, <laughs> no, just so everyone understands, this is going to be a recurring piece of us. And this is, um, you know, most of these parks, um, yeah, I think most of these parks we have not been to. And by, I mean, most, we are under 51% of the parks um, we have not been to. Um, so it's just going to be straight up facts. Um, anything about the park, um, there'll be little bits here and there. And we're going to go, again, starting with A through Z. Um, <clears throat> obviously, the parks that we've been to, we'll probably throw in little tidbits, uh, little pro tips here and there when it comes to those parks. But again, this is just your basic 101 facts. Gimme, gimme all the meat about this park. Um, and who knows? I probably learn a thing or two about a couple parks doing this. Exactly. No, I like that. That's a good way of putting it because I, it just... To me, this is one of those episodes, I think it helps, you know, we've had like theoretical trips to Acacia, which helps with this specific park. But, you know, when you look at like, we have our breakdowns, when we go and break down a park that we've been to, we know it, we're going to talk to you about it. Then you're going to have these 101 ABCs that kind of give you the lay down. We're also going to have the reviews when we go to parks. So there's so much here that we're bringing to the table we're, you know, trying to help you plan the trip that you want to take with your family, your friends, you know, you want to go hiking in the backcountry, you want to know what it's like, you know, we're trying to give you that firsthand experience because that's what we fight every day to, you know, bring to you guys. That's why, you know, I just got back from Yellowstone. That's one of the reasons I'm down there is I want to be out in nature because I want to share it with you guys, so. 100%. So we're starting off with Acacia, Acadia National Park, sorry, um, and Fact number one, where is it? It's in Maine. Whoa, you know what? It was also the 12th National Park, and Maine is the pine tree state. It is also the first national park east of the Mississippi. Interesting. That's really interesting to think because of this country's history. Yeah, where, where did I see that? I want to make sure I got that one right. But uh, Yeah, it's the, it was the 12th National Park since 1919. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they say look for harbor seals because it's right there on the coast in Maine. Uh, maybe if you're lucky, you'll see a lobster, I'm guessing. I mean, isn't the whole state of Maine known for lobsters? So That's exactly why I said that. I think it's the founding place of Red Lobster. Um, I could be wrong there 100%, but <laughs> uh, yeah, you hear all about um, like lobsters in Maine. Have you ever heard about the blue lobsters that they catch? Those are kind of cool. Aren't they rare? It's like a rare yeah. thing to find the blue lobster. Roll them back. Is that what they do? I think you should. I don't know. I believe. I want are to they say different like species or is it just like a genetic mutation? I want to say it's like the albino ones kind of. Let me see. Blue. Oh, I don't lobster. know. You know, the, the way uh, the way those work, who, who knows? It could be. It could not be. Um they probably they taste that, no different. Um, they say that it is about one in 100 million of them. 
One in 100 million, huh? Yep. Interesting. 100 million. 100 million. Okay. Yep. 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 Uh, other little fact, other basic fact. Um, it is a 47,000 acre park. Interesting. Yep. So, um, I mean, I'm not the best when it comes to like acres, what that really means. Um, so about 3,500 of that <clears throat> is national park, which means about 12,000 of that is still privately owned land. Um, that's under, I mean, essentially it's still the park though, because it's managed by the national park service. It's just, it's more of private conservation land. Um, and it is like true public land. Oh yeah, we have that here in Montana. It's called CRP, where like the ranchers are. It's like you can put your cattle on it, but you can't do anything to it because they want that to help keep that topsoil good. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, that's very important is keeping the topsoil um, good. Have, that's why we have the dust bowl. That's why we also have a lot of other issues, um, not just the Dust Bowl. We're having issues today because of it. Um, <clears throat> it is. Soil, I've gone on soil rants before here. I know. Well, and you know what? They say the best time to go to Acacia is between is about May because the cooler weather for hiking uh, and the fantastic trout fishing I'm bird watching. They say it's about 42 to 65 degrees Fahrenheit, and it's just gorgeous. I've heard the bird watching is supposed to be tip-top shape there. Um, the fact sheets that I have all mention bird watching. So there yeah. must be some good birds out there. Yeah, no, I see that here on my the secrets in the in the National Parks book. Again, yeah, birds. They talk up, they talk up the birds. Which, which is interesting because I, I believe Maine has bears. Um, and I believe they, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm curious. I've never been. I want to go. I, I'm curious what other mammals, you know, the, in the pictures here, I see a deer. Uh, and they talk about like the harbor seals out in the ocean. Uh, I'm sure we get a lot of, of ocean birds. Um, you know, I assume an albatross maybe one time would be cool to see out there oh i doubt i don't know How, where albatross are mostly southern hemisphere now i know they spend most of their time out at sea but i thought they go all over the world albatross. yeah that could be true but i know they like nest and like down yeah. off uh georgia the um no 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 not georgia um isn't it like christmas tree island or whatnot down south yes <clears throat> But, I mean, I think maybe albatross. They're, yeah, you're found in the Southern Hemisphere, but they come up. They go up to Alaska, Canada, North. They say three of them. There's three that live in the North Pacific from Hawaii to Japan, California, and Alaska. Right three total. Of all the albatross, there's three. <laughs> we got hair. Well, maybe there's different, maybe there's, I'm thinking different species. Oh, it could. Now that could be that. That could very well be. Yeah, uh -oh. like, there's like different kinds. Like four live in the southern and three live in the northern hemisphere, kind of. Uh, yeah. But they don't. They don't go to the tropics, really. If you look at the range, it's south and then north. Um, 
you know, well, you could see them all in the Pacific and, oh, I guess not the Atlantic. I'm I, not, not, not Acacia. So sorry about the albatross comment, guys. Oh, shoot. Well, I, I, I did not know this. I let, I let, I let my want to see them come out. I think, I think Maine, I don't think Acacia, Acadia is, because Acadia is kind of in the center of Maine, but I think Acadia is close to Hudson Bay, which is up in Canada, mm-hmm. which I believe, so they have to have black bears at least. Well, but it's out on the, it's out on the coast. It's a bunch of islands out on the coast of Maine. Oh, it's more than just that. Yeah, I mean, but like, I guess you had like Kodiak Island in the last clip of theirs. You know what? You know what is a good resource for this? You know, we're trying to give you guys the rundown of this park. Oh, oh it's yeah. it, it's not near um, Hudson Bay. Um, <laughs> Should have pulled the map. Yeah, there's a lot of land in between Hudson Bay and uh, Maine. But because um, I was going to say, because that's in it's in Hudson Bay that there's those polar bears that hunt the belugas. Okay. So I was thinking it was an off chance that it was kind of close, but it's really not at all. Here, here's all the animals in Acadia. They have peregrine falcons, owls, loons, uh, fox, bats, beavers, uh, fish. They have amphibians, reptiles. They have all sorts of wildlife. You know, if I click on the mammals, they say the fox. Um, they have rabbits. They have, it looks like the marten or mink. They have beavers. They have bats. Um, they say you can see whales and porpoises out on the ocean. Uh, obviously, the sea sea life as well. Um, so yeah, you're going to see you're going to see some wildlife out there, which would be cool. Yeah, I mean it's it's very much um, the I mean the park was founded basically off conservation um, because that's one of the other fun facts about this park is that it was founded by um, private citizens. There's a main reason why it became a national park is because they saw their beauty of it and really pushed to create it, um, to make it a national park. So uh, protected, Acadia's private citizens predicted that the biodiversity coastline would be overdeveloped and therefore acted to quickly protect it. They wanted to ensure that their beloved natural landscapes and views were preserved for the future. Donations of money, land, resources, and time from people like John D. Rockefeller Jr., George B. Dorr, and Charles W. Elliott are the reason that the park exists today. Mm-hmm. So there. don't say that you, the person, can't make a difference. Oh, yeah, they have a, they, they look like those guys. I mean, it sounds like that door, he bla- they say they bla- he blazed many of the hiking trails. In the park, he was one of the ones to make a lot of those hiking trails. Um, but some, I mean, they put money towards it. There's uh, the people have put three point five million dollars into expanding the, the park. Um, is that George Door? Are they saying George Door? Uh, Rockefeller put three point five yeah. to the park, which is awesome to see. I bet um, it's a big that, thing of pride in the whole state of Maine. It sounds, it sounds so, I mean, even the, the like Utah, how they own the arch, like delicate arch, they go nuts over that or um, South Dakota and Mount Rushmore. Mm -hmm. 
and Montana with Yellowstone and Glacier. Yeah, yeah. even though Yellowstone's not in Montana. No, no, Tetons is for Wyoming. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the, it's the least part of Wyoming. Like everywhere else in Wyoming is not like the Tetons. Yeah, it's so oh. true. It's, and that's the only good part of Wyoming. <laughs> exactly. No, but if you talk about that, you talk about what they did, because they have about 45 miles of carriage roads that were made in the, in the 1920s and 30s by bike. And they, um, they were so, they're some of the finest examples of broken stone roads uh, designed for the horse-drawn vehicles. Um, they're open year-round with seasonal closures, uh, just like many of the other park roads. You, know? uh, you have the Skodic Loop and Point Road. Those are open year-round. Uh, you have some unpaved roads in the park, too, that are open kind of the summer months, you know, May 15th to November 15th, so a little bit later there in the fall. Um, and then you have the Park Loop Road and other paved roads that open up April 15th and they go till about December 1st. So it looks, sounds like they close down for the winter. Um, so it must get cold, maybe a little bit of snow. I don't know. Do they get snow? Oh, yeah, they have to. They're up there, way up there. I mean, think about New York and Boston. That's and, true. and it's farther north than that. So it's going to be. It's going to be a tidbit nipply. Breast be getting inside if you're up in Maine. Guess guess the average amount of snow. How many inches per snow? I'm going to go with um, 14. 61. Oh, not so even I'm close. Gonna, they're going to get a lot, so it's going to be closed in the winter. But let's talk about other things that are open in the park. And these are the 2022 dates that I'm, I'm listing here. You have the picnic areas. You have Thompson Island, which is April 15th to December 1st. You have Bear Brook, which is May 27th to October 15th. You have Pretty Marsh, which is May 27th to October 15th. Then you have Fabry, Seawall, and Fraser Point, which are all open year-round. You have Beaches, which Sand Beach is the only one that's open year-round. But Lakewood Beach is June 1st to October 15th. And Echo Lake Beach is April 15th to December 1st. With... Um, some of the well there's also campgrounds and visitor centers here so let's do let's do the campgrounds most of them open up in may and it looks like october 10th is the last last day for most of them that's um, kind of standard for a lot of parks even if they're open longer the campgrounds shut down in like october i think so yeah that does sound right. and open in may i yeah. mean some open up april but mm -hmm. i think it depends on the park yeah, uh, it makes sense for this one. Um, they even have some visitors, uh, visitor facilities. So the Sand Beach Fee Station is open year-round. Um, mm -hmm. The Cadillac Mountain Vehicle Reservation Check Station opens up on May 25th, closes October 22nd. The Holes Cove Visitor Center opens up May 6th and closes on October 31st. The Carroll Homestead opens up on May 1st and closes on November 1st. Uh, Sir Damon Nature Center, uh, it's weekends only, May 14th to June 19th, and then it opens up daily on June 20th to October 10th. Um, oh, that's an interesting one. I wonder if they're doing construction or something like that. Oh, yeah, because it is. Um, this is just the 2022 dates. Exactly. Um or maybe it's uh, maybe the visitorship from May to June like that isn't as much as they. Or maybe that. it's just a unique part of the park that, you know, they're just trying to control or there could be some weird reason. 
Yeah, the Nature Center. Uh, Thompson Island Information Center, May 15th, October 15th, and the Islesford Museum the Liber on Liberty Cranberry Island, June 26th through September 30th, so that has a small window. Um, there's also some stores and services, same thing, it looks like May to October. Um, so kind of the classic tourist season for a lot of these parks. Um, that's when it opens. You don't have to just hit all of those. There will be over 158 miles of hiking trails. So oh, wow. plenty of trail to explore in such a cool park that I assume. Um, again, I don't know. I want to know, but I don't know. Oh, yeah. They say on the Secrets of the National Park book for some of the hikes in places to see, you know, it's like Bar Island, Jordan Pond, uh, Cadillac Mountain, Parkman Mountain, Echo Lake. So definitely, you know, Beach Cliffs Trail, Perpendicular Trail, West Ledge Trail. Yeah. Can we talk about it? Um, some of the trails and stuff in our like what if episode that we did um, a while ago. So if you do want to hear about the trails that like we wanted to do, make sure you go check out the what if um, Acadia. What if we went to Acadia or just the Northeast in general and be in that part or in that episode of the podcast. Um, but I mean, you know, Acadia has a lot of cool shit in it. So I was kind of thinking of getting into sport fishing again, but I feel like I need a good quality net. Well, you know what, Reverend? I got the key solution for you. You know, our friends at Blue Ribbon Net make this eco-friendly aquafade bag so you're not hurting the environment. It's 100% biodegradable. Plus, the wood is locally sourced, and it is also biodegradable, and it's just such a great company to use. Um, the Blue Ribbon Nets, they're here in Bozeman, Montana, and we even have a discount code. That's right. If you use the code RUGAROO10, that's right. That's my Jeep, the RUGAROO. RUGAROO10, R-U-G-A-R-U-1-0. Uh, you're going to get some discount on a blue ribbon net. You know, you can get the long one if you're fishing the big fish or you can get just the good river one, you know, if you're like me and just want to catch a lot of fish. So again, make sure you go check out Blue Ribbon and use the promo code RUGARU10. Hey, hey there, Reverend. Um, I heard that you might be running dry on your sticker supplier. Yeah, I've been looking around and I've kind of like run out of cool stickers to buy and put on water bottles and stuff. Well, I, I mean, have you seen the stuff Josh has been coming out with lately? No, I have not. Well, he is doing some really cool stuff with the Shop LS574. Yes, they're working with indigenous communities and making some really cool stickers. Um, he has a really cool buffalo mountain sticker. There's even water bottles, hats, sweatshirts, the whole swag. And we even got a discount code for you guys. Yes, if you use Wandering Ways at Shop LS574, you're going to be getting a discount on your next purchase. But not only that, you're going to be giving a percentage of that sale to the Little Shell Tribe, as well as they donate 
a dollar of every sale to murdered and missing indigenous women. So just such a cool thing going on there. You know, you use the code WANDERINGWAYS, W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G-W-A-Y-S, and you put that in there, boom, you're getting a discount. And speaking of cool shit, it's time for some cool shit in nature. Um, I showed you some weird shit, in or that's weird shit that was done in nature a second ago. And now it's time to show you some cool shit in nature. This one, um, starting off, I just kind of thought it was cool. I thought it was funny. Um, it's different. So here we are for the people that are just listening. It's uh, a guy's on a boat and he must be going pretty fast, but there's some ducks that are flying the same speed as him. And he's like touching one as it's flying. It's not about it though. It's like, ah, give me a little bit away, you know, just kind of drifts. Oh, hundred percent. That duck is probably stressed out. I wonder though, if they, it looks like they're into it. Like the ducks are wanting to fly with the boat versus. Like they must well, be- yeah, I think that is the case, but I think the duck still doesn't want to be like touched because it will probably throw off the flight pattern for him. Oh, for sure. But you look at it, look, there's, there's some like off to the sides, even of the boat and kind of, you know, I wonder how big this pack is, but I would assume they're getting some of that wind off the boat. Yeah, I bet they're trying to use the boat somehow. Like to drift Uh, or draft off of them. Yeah, which would be, I mean, they're a little out in front for it, like true draft, but, you know, I mean, I want to know how we got into this situation. Like, did they come down to him or did he come flying in on them? Yeah, yeah, I want to know. Yeah, because that would be the more interesting part, I think, to this. Um, but no, that's one of them. This other one is we get to come face to face with a jaguar. Oh, nice. That's a beautiful one too. Yeah, it is. So this one's in uh, Costa Rica, um, for people that are just listening. And this guy's got a camera and a jaguar comes literally up to him. Uh, it does say juvenile, so it's young. So it's curious, most likely. Oh, most, yeah, 100%. It's just curious. But, like, still, this is a tight butthole situation. Would you – what would you do? I'm trying to stay calm. Yeah. That's all I'm really doing. I'm just trying to not move quickly. I'm just going to let it do its thing and stay calm because I think it's just going to come, be like, oh, okay, and then bounce out. Yeah, that's kind of what happens here. <laughs> Well, he did a lot more moving than I think I would do. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't try and touch it. That's for sure. No, not at all. <laughs> Maybe feed it. Why not? Oh, what would you give it? Some Whatever jerk. we had. Matt. We'll give it Matt. <laughs> Matt. And here you go. Take Matt, buddy. <laughs> you just got to outrun one of them. That's true. I can outrun uh, both you and Matt, so I'm good. I contribute. 
<laughs> hey, I'm quick like a, I'm like a dang uh, like cat, so I can land on two on the four feet, and I keep going. <laughs> you're no, you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna be getting going too fast, and you're just gonna trip. You're just gonna like the spin wheels. You know how like when people run, like they cartoons run, they get them, they show the wheels below them, like they winding up to get ready to do. You know? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's what it's going to look like. In, right no, there, no, no. Jaguar gets marked. Hey, if I had to go, that's how I'm going to go. <laughs> not a bad way to go. No, no, it's not at all. Going back to the ABCs of parks, we are at A. We're at the first park in alphabetical order, which is Acadia National Park. And we're just going over the facts about it. And, and one of the facts right off the get-go that I just want to make sure that we have out there because I'm always a big fan of conservation and protecting the environment is conservation easements protect over 25% of park of this park's land. So Acadia National Park is one of the few national parks that is made up of land that was donated by landowners to the federal government. Within the Acadian Archipelago, Permission was granted to the National Park Service to be able to hold conservation easements on private property. Today, landowners in the area still place easements on their land to ensure that it is not developed. Conservation easements are currently held on 184 properties by the National Park Service at Acadia National Park. Wow. Um, it really is the people's land. No, it is. And it's 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 neat to see that. And I even saw some things like conservation with the peregrine falcons that they, they have conservation efforts, even, even much so much so that they'll close trail hiking trails in the park um, for the falcon nesting season. Um, oh, nice. So another thing to check out is make sure you do go to the national park website before going to any, any park that you go to, because Right here, there's a big red thing. Any page you go on, it says alerts in effect. Right now, they got carriage roads closed for the mud season, several trails closed for peregrine falcon nesting season, and most of the Maple Spring trails remain closed due to a severe storm. So always, 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 always check the information because go to Yellowstone. They're going to tell you about the road construction this year. They're going to have in the Lamar Valley, right, right after you leave Tower, you're going to run right into the Yellowstone River Bridge there, and they're going to be doing construction on that this summer. You know, they're going to do that in the Lewis Bridge if you're going between Tetons and Southern Yellowstone. So always pay attention because I hear that a lot from tourists. They're like, well, they should do that in the off season or blah, 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 blah. And it's like, come on, guys. Like, I'm these parks are doing the best they can. Um, I'm super excited for Yellowstone because I read that, that, uh, from Tower to Canyon, that road, they worked. You remember where that store was right on that cliff, kind of? Yeah. They redid the road there and stuff. And it was, they spent, uh, I want to say it was like $28 million uh, fixing this road and fixing that parking lot and making it a lot safer and giving better viewpoints and more pullouts on the road. Um, so that that's coming. That's this year. And I'm super excited to do that. So. <laughs> Just, just think of like when you think of going to these parks and paying the fee because, you know, Acacia is going to cost if you don't have the National Park Pass, which they have the National Park Passes. 
but they're going to also have the $30 uh, fee if you just want to pay the one fee to get into the park. And, and that's something to take in consideration because when I was reading that, they also get part of that $28 million comes from fee collection at that park. So, yeah. so don't complain. <laughs> no, 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 no. Always buy your pass, um, whether it's a one day or, or, the, or the yearly one. Because it's important uh, that we give these parks some money to do things because uh, they do great things. <clears throat> so that way we can still enjoy them. Uh, going back to kind of the bird watching part of Acadia, in the fall, I guess it's very, very, very popular uh, time of year for bird watching. And they'll actually put like um, spotters. And like people literally go like their job is to spot the number of different birds that come. It's mostly for birds of prey, which is kind of cool. So if you're into the birds of prey, um, they get a ton. And it sounds like they spot like thousands of these birds a year. Um, so if you're into bird watching, this might be the ticket for you. That is awesome. No, I was I was seeing actually I was walk, watching a documentary uh, this morning with Jared. Uh, it was about Russia and and uh, why it's why it was wild Russia. The show mm. we were watching kind of rolled into it, but they were talking about uh, the eagle, one of the eagles over there, um, or maybe it was a falcon. Um, but it uh, uh, about two thousand of them will go down to this island in Hokkaido in Japan, and like the fishermen will feed them and stuff, and it's crazy. Like they migrate there and. But yeah, when you talk about birds, like birds of prey, we don't really think of how many are out there or how many exist or should exist uh, in our ecosystems. Cause like, you know, you're, you're talking thousands exactly in the, in the large numbers of these birds, you know, people go to these places where they, where they meet in those numbers. Um, typically, you know, if it's breeding season or if it's a good like harvesting season for, you know, there's a lot of fish coming at this time of year. So you see all the falcons come or the eagles come. Um, definitely some cool stuff to watch because um, animals, they inter the way they interact with each other, they interact like humans interact with each other, just with themselves. They have their own languages that we don't understand. Oh, 100%. Um, you know, we've, we've talked about the lack of communication um, with most species before on there. So... No, the, I think always the craziest migration I think of are um, the monarch butterflies where they go from like, they go from like Mexico or something like down in South America all the way up to like Canada or something. It's all ridiculous. They're, they're a beautiful butterfly for sure. They are. They are super beautiful butterfly. Um, cool. I heard their numbers are drastically dropping though. Yeah, that happens with humans. Humans and climate change have dropped numbers in a lot of creatures. Exactly, exactly. Um, they uh, they ask I right here on on the national park website right here general information some FAQs I think that are good to know. Um, do you need an entrance pass? Yes, we talked about that. They're 30 bucks per vehicle, or you can have one of the season passes. Um, where is the park located? And what is the travel distance? You know, Acadia is located in Mount, on Mount Desert Island along the coast of Maine. The park is 264 miles from Boston and 50 miles from Bangor, Maine. 
um, they say, do I need a car to visit Acadia National Park? Uh, you do not need a car when the Island Explorer shuttle bus is operating, which is June 23rd to early October. And they have a special website to see that. Um, they say the best stay, how many days should I stay? Uh, the average stay here is three to four days. Um, there is lodging in the park. Um, there's, they have the campgrounds. Uh, they have some lean-to sh shelters. Uh, there are many types of accommodations in the nearby towns. Um, what is there to do? They talk about the shoreline. They talk about the hiking. They talk about the carriage roads, kayaking, canoeing, um, saltwater, freshwater to swim in. They have tons of ranger programs. Um, and they're held between May and October. Uh, the rangers offer hikes, walks, boat cruises, talks, amphitheater programs, and even children's programs. Um, they also provide the opportunities to see those uh, peregrine falcons and raptors. Um, children of all ages can always participate in the junior ranger program at any national park. Um, these are really fun. Uh, I remember doing them as a kid. Um, Pets must be on leashes at all times in the park. You know how many, I, I saw, I don't know, do you follow Turons of Yellowstone on Instagram? No, I don't follow it, but I do get some every now and then. Actually, I think you sent me one. I think I sent you one today of the buffalo eating the dog. Um, so someone's dog gets off a leash or gets out of a car and runs. I mean, this is an older video. I'm sure you've seen it before. No, you... Um, the one you sent me of is the gal that went to go pet a moose. Oh. <laughs> yeah, don't do that either. And I, I'm curious. I know Maine, Maine has moose. Yeah. I didn't see any in any of the reading. Um, they must have been maybe extinct in that area. Or maybe they're just too close to the ocean or something. Yeah. Could so, be. Yeah. Could be. Um, um, they say... But they say uh, no pets in the park. Uh, most national parks is that way. Uh, they must be leashed and attended at all times. Uh, I don't believe they're allowed on hiking trails. There are park, like some of the beaches and campgrounds don't allow them. Um, yeah. And then they ask, uh, they ask about the park loop road and how long it'll take to drive. Uh, plan three to four hours, including some stops. Uh, it's a 27 mile road. They offer audio tours. You can even take your bike, Mark, to the there. Uh, the 45 miles of carriage roads are open to bikers and walkers. There we go. That's the kind of shit I like to see. I want to take my bike to a bunch of these parks. Exactly. Um, you can even make vehicle reservations. Um, it looks like to use like the Cadillac Summit Road. Um, you go to recreation.gov to book it um so this it looks like yeah you're going to need it for the cadillac summit road uh from may 25th to october 22nd um to reserve that spot for you yeah um so <clears throat> yeah this is kind of that's kind of the the basics of acadia national park um you know again these aren't super in-depth what they are it's just getting some facts out there for you to hopefully make you help make a decision on maybe going to this park or not um 
but let's be honest it's really for me gathering information on if i want to go to the park but you know it's it's a little bit there for you as well if you can't tell by the conversation we're having today i feel like because that's exactly it these these things my thought my brain goes to how can we help the wanderers you know with with our travels with even our planning you know because i know for a fact like i'm looking right here right now uh i'm just i'm on the website go to the website one um but they they literally have what is the difference between the four campgrounds they say blackwoods is located on the east side of mount desert island and closer to major portion of the park carriage roads and bar harbor seawall is on the west side of mount desert island which is less crowded Skodik Woods is our newest campground and is located on the Skodik Peninsula. Uh, Duck Harbor is located on the more remote island of, of Isle Ahat and is only accessed by boat. So right there, you know, which one do me and Mark want to do? Either the one with the boat or the less crowded, I, I think. The less crowded <laughs> always gets my vote. <laughs> yeah, but you got to take a boat to the campground. I don't think that's that crowded. I mean, that would be that'd be cool too. So, <laughs> but that's exactly it. We're planning these. We're thinking like when we go, what do we want to do? Um, yeah, that a hundred percent. And you know, that's that's why we're gathering information on how we can make a better trip and do a better what if episode, really. Um, <clears throat> but. Yeah, so that is Acadia National Park. Uh, we will have another. We will move farther on in our alphabetical list. As for when that one comes out, I don't know. It's going to come out in the future, though. Um, could be four episodes, could be six episodes, could be 10 episodes from now. I don't know. But what I do know is what the next park is. So if you Ooh. want, you can get really excited for it. Or if you're playing along at home, you can make a quick guess if you haven't cheated already into what that park is. Here's a hint, everybody. We've been there. Oh. It's Arches National Park. Boop, 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 boop. That's next so on the list, but uh, that's for another time because right now it is time for me to be that guy and it is time for our final words. So final words, my guy. Hey guys, uh, thank you again for listening to another great episode. Um, I, I like to think these are great. I, again, these are tools to help you. So definitely go check out the one where we talk about how we would plan a trip to Acadia. Um, if you're going to any other parks, go check out those. Um, we're trying to just build a knowledge, a database of parks that you guys can come check out, come listen to, come learn about, come hear our firsthand experiences, come, come hear us plan. Uh, I'm definitely excited um, to go to these parks, to go to new ones, to talk about old ones, you know, like this year, for example, we're going to go to some old ones and you're going to hear some great stories because some great memories and great stories will come of it. Just like, you know, Marco and Yellowstone for me this last week, you know, that's a great park. I keep getting more information and more knowledge about, um, always please, 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 um, give, you know, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a review. It takes two seconds of your time and it help means the world to us and it helps us out a lot. Um, just give us the five stars or give us the four stars. It's all right. No, don't do that. Just if you, if you think that just 
forget what I just said. No. <laughs> Still put five stars anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, please. We do appreciate it, guys. Um, yeah, you know, you could always reach us at wanderingwayspodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you want to listen to other episodes, I spell it out. Um, I'm not going to spell it out today just to be that guy. Because um, I only got a limited time to be that guy. Because now I got to hand it over to the reverend. The best part about words of wisdom uh, or just final words is they can go for as long as you want. It's your final word. You can be long-winded if you want. I know, but, but I'm not, I'm not going to take their time because I want them to get outside. Ah, uh, fair. Anyways, reverence, final words of wisdom, say beautiful, everybody. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate every single one of you for listening, staying through it, uh, doing all of that fun stuff. Uh, it's not this weekend that's coming up if you're listening. It's to the following weekend, next weekend, Friday, 22nd of April. It is everybody's favorite day, especially if you listen to this podcast. It's Earth Day. Oh so let's God. go out and, you know, take care of the Earth, pick up some trash, do something to help out the Mother Earth and everything. Um, you know, hopefully do something that really... Because we need to keep this thing. I just saw some dreary news on climate change and all that. And uh, that was kind of a downer. Um, so let's try and flip the script here. Um, so you're telling me the Wandering Ways crew is going to be together on Earth Day? Oh, snap. That's true. Didn't put that. Didn't put those two together. Um, but uh, yeah. So check out that because that will be a riot. Uh, but anyways that being said peace out everybody bye